Hey guys, my name's Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get info on new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. Alright guys, so this is going to be the part 3 of Buy or Pass for Apple. On part 3, we're going to look at the financial numbers of Q1 for 2019. Just a quick introduction for all the information. Um, I'm going to be using LazyFA.com, which is a great website to look at all the financial numbers in an easy visual format. So definitely check them out. This is a three-part episode. A few days ago, we took a look at the 10Q report. Uh, a few days after, we took a look at the earnings transcript. And now we're going to look at the numbers of the company. The reason I'm doing it this way is because in the 10Q, I saw everything in an unbiased format since it's just numbers and charts in the earnings transcript i now ha i had some knowledge on the company and i was able to see how the leadership was able to deliver that knowledge to the customers and finally today we're going to take a look at the numbers now that we have all the information collected so here we are on lazyfa.com and we're going to take a look at the quarterly data of apple the reason we're going to take a look at quarterly is because quarter one just passed by so here we're going to take a look at revenue in the income statement we're going to take a look at revenue cost of revenue gross profit net income and earning per basic share here in the revenue we can see it's pretty high compared pretty similar to the past q1s of each quarter right now it's at 84.31 billion we saw that there was a down from last year's 88.29 billion but it's still higher than two years ago when it was at 78.35 billion the company revenue is still pretty strong. Cost of revenue. Cost of revenue is going up there with revenue itself. This year, this quarter was $52.28 billion. Last year, same quarter was 54. Obviously, there were more, more revenue last year, so obviously more cost of revenue with more transaction costs and stuff like that. And then two years ago was $48.17 billion. Now here we're going to take a look gross profit gross profit again still pretty high compared to previous quarters and same quarter last year they're pretty still higher than that except of last year so this year is at 32 billion last year was 33.9 billion but two years ago was 30.2 billion so we're still higher than two years ago which is good to know net income so net income right now it's sitting pretty on par with last year's last year was 20.07 billion this year was 19.96 billion about 0.1 billion dollar less but we did see in part one of this video that this company is paying about three billion dollars less in taxes compared to last year so if we take away that three billion um if we take that three billion from taxes this would be about 17 17 billion which would be on par from to previous two years ago two years ago was 17.89 billion so it's just just something to note right that this company is paying less in taxes compared to last year and that's why it's net income it's pretty on par from this year but it doesn't mean it's doing as good as last year so it's definitely something to keep keep an eye out for and then earnings per basic share right now it's earnings that is an all-time high of four dollars and 22 cents 
compared to last year's $3.92. Next, we'll take a look at Lazy FA has something called Red Flags, which just lets us see the same information we saw in different format. So here we can see revenue is always much higher than cost of revenue in each, each of the previous quarters and no difference here, especially in quarter one. Quarter one seems to be their biggest hit of the year. And again, we saw revenue at high and cost of revenue way below it. You can see this gross profit quarterly still pretty high. Again, quarter one show, shows that strength and we can see gross profit like we saw in the previous slides. Revenue versus cost of growth, we can see it's almost a one-to-one -one ratio in the quarterly um, where revenue grows one percent about, where revenue and cost of revenue grow almost one-to-one -one ratio. Next, we'll take a look at gross margin versus profit margin, see if anything is different there. Gross profit margin is a little higher compared to previous quarters, but it's still on par on average. So it's sitting about 22.6 same with gross margin we can see here it's within its average of where it's been the past few quarters lacy fa does this great thing where it gives us some red flags something to take a look extra it doesn't really sometimes they don't mean anything specific but um it just gives you an extra eye to take a look at so here right now we have a flag that tells us average cost growth outweighs average revenue growth so here's just telling us that the code the cost growth is growing at a higher pace than revenue growth and here like i mentioned previously right we're seeing a one-to-one -one ratio there might be a few quarters where where revenue cost of revenue is growing faster than revenue but on most quarters it's a one-to-one -one ratio so there's nothing nothing for me to really take a look at here but definitely lazy fa gives us those those great red flags next we'll take a look at the balance sheet in the balance sheet we're going to take a look at total assets total liabilities total debt cash and cash equivalents receivables and payables so here we can see assets throughout the quarters it, it is at its uptrend even though in the past few past few quarters it's been kind of flat but overall we can still see this uptrend happening Unfortunately, liabilities and debt have that same uptrend happening. Um, liabilities this quarter were $255 billion, where last quarter was 258 So it is paying down a little bit. And here we can see total debt being paid down a bit too. So right now, this quarter was $114.73 billion. The past two quarters have been the same, but three quarters ago is at $121.84 billion. So it is paying down that total debt. Receivables, the amount of money this company receives per form of loans or anything, it's pretty pretty high amount. We can see again, it has this nice current uptrend, and right now it has about 30, $37 billion of receivable this past quarter. And the payables, it has 44.29. So it's almost a one-on-one -on -one ratio. So usually I can cross these off. And this this is nothing nothing outrageous. If we take a look at previous quarter, one two three four, they were paying a lot more last year, same quarter, which is good to see, right? They're not paying as much to their its custom to its vendors compared to previous quarters. So they reduced the amount of probably supplies they they needed. 
And then unfortunately with receivables, they are collecting a lot less receivables compared to last quarter. Cash and cash equivalents almost at an all-time high, sitting at $44.77 billion of cash and cash equivalents. And I broke down how, how that cash and cash equivalents is broken down in the previous parts. I think that was part one. Next, we'll take a look at red flags for balance sheet. So here we can see assets and liabilities. Assets, again, all-time high, com uh, always higher compared to liabilities. Unfortunately, it does seem like liabilities are increasing at a faster rate than assets. They seem to be catching up closer and closer each time to assets. Shareholder equity, again, it's kind of a little below its average. I would say its average would be somewhere about $121 billion compared to all these right here. But right now, we're sitting about $117, $118 billion. The shareholder equity has decreased a little bit, but no, not, a, not too far from its average, in my opinion. If we scroll down, next we want to take a look at asset distribution. So I do like its asset distribution, how most of its assets are current non-current investments. So it's just investments that are not due anytime soon. And then that's 55%. We have the next biggest is 13% on current investments. And the next 7% is on cash and cash equivalents. So I definitely like this. There's definitely, um, so this, the company's assets are investments, unlike other companies where a majority of their assets are property, plants, equipments, and, and inventory. This company's assets is true assets with investment-wise. So I definitely like to see, and we can see its non-current investment increasing over time. And it has, it since a quarter ago, it was 194, where now it's 207 billion. So we definitely see that increase. Then we can see its liability distribution. If we take a look at it, 56% of its liability distribution is non-current debt at 56.5%. The next biggest chunk is payables at 26% and followed by current debt at 20 at 13%. But we can see its payables have been, it's more of a cyclical type pattern. And right now it's at all time low, but we might see it higher. We can see it's non-current debt has been paid out in the past few quarters where it peaked on, what year was this? It peaked on, last year 2017 1231 and if we take a look at it 2018 1231 it has decreased by almost from 103 billion to 92 billion so almost a 10 percent decrease in non-current debt so that's definitely great to see on the liability distribution next we have a few red flags that lacy fa gives us here so current ratio deterioration i really like this this um red flag it's telling us that so current ratio right the current ratio is the ratio between assets to liabilities so the higher this ratio is that means the more assets this company has to compare to liabilities and if we take a look at the annual right throughout the year it has been decreasing it was at an all-time high in 2009 where it had a current ratio of about 2.7. Right now it has a current ratio of 1.13. So throughout these years, this company has been increasing its liabilities and not increasing its assets at a similar pattern. 
So right now, again, it's sitting at about 1.3, and this is definitely a good, a good flag to take a note on, and it's something I'll be taking a look at in the pre in the future quarters as well. But at the moment, a one to one ratio is not not too bad, especially for a company that mainly of its assets are based on investments and non-current investments. What other flags do we have? Here we have liability growth increases asset growth. So here it just tells us that liability growth is growing at a faster rate than assets and that's kind of similar to that current ratio current ratio flag we had next we have outlier in debt load growth and it's just telling us that its debt has grown out significantly and we can see in the late of 2014 was when this company first took out a long long debt and it, it it's been decreasing over time the amount of growth of debt but it's still it's still good to know that this company has just been increasing to, um, its total debt over time. These are great flags, but the only one I really like out of here was the current ratio deterioration. And this one, I'm going to keep an eye out for the previous, for the next quarters. Finally, we're going to take a look at, we're going to take a look at cash flow statement, the next, the third, third page. And the only one I care about here is net cash flow from operations. And we have a positive net cash flow from operation of $26.67 billion. And we can see it's on par from previous quarters. It might be a little lower, a few point five billion dollars, but we're st it's still on average compared to previous quarters of, of, of the same of the same quarter in, in years back. Next we'll just take a look at metrics, and this is the last thing we'll take a look at. Price to earnings ratio is about 12.73. Right now, I did the math compared to what the stock price is at today. It's at 175. I took the previous four earnings, and right now it's at a 14, 14.25 price to earnings ratio, which is still pretty low compared to most quarters. So that's definitely a good thing. Unfortunately, we did see this debt to equity ratio increasing, and it is continued to increase. I definitely don't like to see that. All right, so let's just take a quick overview before we make our decision. Revenue increasing, cost of revenue increasing, gross profit also increasing, net income pretty on par with previous quarters. So it all depends on how the next quarter goes to see if the slowdown is happening or not. But right now, it's not giving me a right now income statement. It's giving me that this is a healthy company. Um, it does have a slowdown, but nothing nothing crazy in the slowdown if we take a look at the balance sheet in the quarterly we see total assets increasing unfortunately we see those total liabilities increasing as well but that cash and cash equivalence is definitely super healthy and again this is still a pretty healthy company and nothing is really giving me that thing to not buy we did we saw that asset distribution and we saw how a majority of that asset distribution is based on investments and that's good to see where most like i mentioned before most companies asset distribution is like 50 percent plants and equipments and inventory where this is actual investments based on assets cash and cash flow statements we saw that cat positive cash flow from operations and metrics we took a look at its price to earnings ratio over right now it's pretty cheap compared to previous quarters sitting at about a 14 0.25 price to earning ratio which is pretty good unfortunately we have that debt to equity ratio after looking at all the company's previous 
information, we saw that this company is trying to get rid of, well, it's trying to decrease its dependence on the iPhone sales and increase its service sales. And we've seen that previous years it has increased over time. So for that reason, and the numbers again are looking pretty healthy compared to previous years. They are not looking exceptional compared obviously because of the slowdown, but they are still looking pretty healthy. And with all the things mentioned in the previous parts one, part two, like I said, that dependence on iPhone sales is pretty big right now. So if this company keeps increasing its sales and revenues based on other services and other products, this company is gonna definitely do good. And for that, I'm gonna give Apple a buy. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episodes. Like I mentioned, Lazy FA makes it so easy to look at all the information, which makes these episodes go pretty fast. I'm curious, would you buy or pass in this company? On the app. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I mentioned, Lazy FA makes these numbers look so clear and so easy that makes the episode go pretty fast. I hope you guys enjoyed the three part where we took a look at all different parts of the set of the company at the 10Q earnings transcript and now the actual numbers. So I'm curious, would you buy or pass on Apple based on the information we saw in the previous episodes? Again, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get updates on new videos and other episodes. Have a good night guys and see you next time.